This is the open bar, opening bar. Actually, I think I forgot this part. <laughs> Thanks for listening all up in your car. YouTube Live is where we are. Wait, are we J Mike? That's my co-host, by the way. They sorta call me Gabe on the mic every booze day. Oops, I meant Tuesday. Though really, who's to say? I think it's about time to press play. Go. I think she's pretty hot. Yeah, that's, that's true too. Yeah, that pocketbook's sexy. I'm gonna, stick my, I'm gonna stick my dick in that pocketbook. What's up? Girl, I bet you pay all your bills on time. I'll yeah. see you. Your credit score, good. Uh, and we're live. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> oh, that was probably. The- Welcome to the intro. That was probably the <laughs> only time I didn't want to sneakily press start broadcast. <laughs> it might be uh, the first and only time someone sent something about sticking their member in a pocketbook. Yeah. Oh. All right. Um, it can't be the first time, can it? It's a good possibility. <laughs> um, I think we all need to offer our apologies to... possibly just women in general that'd be a (laughs) great idea um all right (laughs) gotta be very careful what you say it's that type of life isn't it all right um well here doug eddie doug i'm about to kick you out of here my man uh all right so (laughs) the time's up for doug already show just started (laughs) i know it's He's far. He's way far gone. He's he's. It's coming up on Independence Day. He's lost all these pounds. Now he thinks he can say whatever he wants to. Um, well, <clears throat> well, we're live. We're live on the open bar. It's it's uh, the fake pigskin open bar. Tuesdays, nine thirty Eastern. Um. Oh, J. Mike, what are you, Giselle? I mean, uh, all I'm hashtag saying is not that hot. <laughs> I mean, there was a question of as to her looks, and and I, I figured we'd let the people. Oh, look see. at that Mariah photo! This is ridiculous. Uh, young Mariah, <laughs> the, the many shades of Giselle, and people can I, make it. People can make it search, for themselves. What are your uh, keywords, Giselle Schoolmarm? These are like the least hot photos of her I've ever seen. <laughs> no, these are just the normal. They're all they're all the least hot photos of her. <laughs> Doug has a pretty hot take on Giselle. About not being so hot. I thought I we were interested in like her credit score. Can't we Google that, J. Mike? What is Giselle's credit <laughs> score? What is probably, she probably has a black card and there's no limit. She's just like do 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 do. I'll take one of everything. Be done. Must be nice. Must be nice. Oh, this is the worst show. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, J. Mike, how are you? Uh, I'm pretty well, man. Uh, actually, no, I'm not. It's been a really crazy week. However, I will say Father's Day was something amazing at my house. Uh, speaking for all the dads out there, uh, all, all the guys who do it right, happy belated Father's Day to you. Uh, and my girls treated me to something fantastic. We went and saw Incredibles 2. Uh, nice. And yes, it was it was worth the wait. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm I'm not a movie critic at all. I'm pretty easy to please when it comes to the movies. Uh, but it was it, I thought it was definitely worth the actual sequel. So uh, take that for what it's worth. I haven't seen it, but I've heard two 
people in my office say they liked it better than the first one. I mean, I watched, had to watch the first one again before we went and saw the second one. And I forgot how good the movie is, period. Like, Incredibles is a very good movie. So, can we say it's incredible? Hashtag on brand. <laughs> yes. Can we yes. talk about Elastigirl and how thick she is? I think it's fascinating that Disney can just pop out uh, movies every 15 years and still be relevant. Similar to that of T.O.'s 40 time. Like he can do them 15 years apart and still be relevant. It's just. Yeah, pick, Pixar's, they don't catch bricks. So yeah. they just make hits. I don't know. The good dinosaur wasn't very good. Get out of here with that. I thought it was okay. It was cute. It was aight. Yeah. aight. <laughs> I want a Wally sequel. That's what I want. Uh, you're going to have to wait about five to ten years. I'm okay with that. I'm only 40. I can If it comes out when I'm 50, I'll, cool. I'll still go see it. <laughs> By myself. Matinee. 175-pound <laughs> Doug watching Wally in the theaters. Yeah, That's right? Looking real creepy. <laughs> I, I think he's talking about the uh, all-too-realistic future that we're barreling towards. <laughs> yeah, when no one, everyone forgets how to walk and they just float around in these chairs and they get like... <laughs> Just fed automatically. They don't even know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Walmart is the big B. Was it B and E? Was the uh, was the company B and L? By and large, yeah, that's it. It was <laughs> a good. It was a good uh, style. I have to think of something good. Like the you know they come back to Earth, they recolonize, and then like I don't know something happens. Then they have to go back into space. Well, with nothing happening in the NFL, we could possibly just write the Wally 2 script right now. Um, I mean, we do have an Emmy-winning producer uh, true. on, on the cast tonight, which it's speaks true. to the fact that we haven't even introduced our guest yet. What a yes, segue. Do Call it. us. Professional podcaster. Professional. <laughs> um, J. Mike is uh, trying to introduce our dear friend, um, Carl Jr., uh, I always want to say Grammy award winning. It just sounds like it just rolls off the tongue better. But I like, do you have one of those too? I mean, I, I know. And uh, I think the people at the karaoke night I was uh, with a couple weeks ago would uh, attest <laughs> that that is not my. What was the karaoke song? That's yeah, what I what's need to know. Song? What's your karaoke? I mean, obviously Rihanna diamonds. Come on. Ooh. Okay. Do you, do you know who wrote that song? I do know who wrote that song. Yeah, Sia, right? And she she actually performs it better than Rihanna. I've seen it live, and I, it was amazing. Naturally, so good. Yeah. Let's go. Agreed. Let's go around here. What's your? Because what, I've recently done karaoke as well. I did Gold Digger um, with my buddy, and he did the Jamie Vox. Uh, Jamie Vox. Jamie Fox. Uh, <laughs> part of the, Jamie Voxer. Jamie Voxer. We did it on Voxer. It was a uh, Voxer karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> that might have to be a thing. In the future. Um, Doug, what's your song of choice? Oh, it is by far and away the Humpty Dance by Digital Underground. Oh, very mm. nice. I've mm. done it in, when I was a, when I was a assistant manager at Best Buy. I used to do it at the team meetings in front of like a hundred people, and I would just go around like the whole store and karaoke Humpty Dance. It was phenomenal. It was so much fun. 
that's deep. Oh, I was not expecting. <laughs> if any, and by the way, if anyone didn't recognize who that uh, is by voice, if you're listening to us the next day, but if you're watching him, you probably wouldn't recognize him either. Because my God, all right, uh, it's Doug Eddie Eddie Doug, my main mm. man from a couple of podcasts. Happy to have you, man. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I had a good Father's Day as well. It was it was a pretty laid back one. I didn't get out to the movies just yet, but uh, it was laid back. We just put a pool in, so we were just chilling out in the backyard. Had some friends over, cooked up, grilled up some stuff, and just enjoyed our uh, our six weeks of work that went into setting us up in the backyard, man. So it was great. Uh, happy for you. Also envious of you for just, the just a little bit pool portion. Um, yeah. Hey, so, o- open invite. If anyone's out in Rhode Island, drop in, hang out. We'll have a beer. We'll do some swimming. Or we'll get silly. Let's go. We're going to cannonball contest. Taking you up on that. All right. Um, I have no idea how creepy I really am. <laughs> True. Just when you think you know a man. <laughs> um, the second of three hosts on the uh, DHH pod, Tim. Keller, hello, hello, hello. what's up, man? Oh, not much, guys. Not much. Just like the other two fine gentlemen. Uh, I had a fantastic Father's Day. I spent it uh, camping with my daughters and my niece. Um, they got me a, a nice framed photo of me with them uh, on the Jersey Beach. So nice. Something nice. I'm hanging up on the wall somewhere. Did it hurt nice. taking a picture in Jersey and hanging that up? Like in your house? No, no I, lo- I love New Jersey. I love oh. New Jersey. Okay. Jersey's great. Tim the Eagles oh. fan is so, a fan so, so, of I'll New say, Some parts of New Jersey are great. You got to watch. Yeah. You know, take the no. wrong turning cam, then you ain't going to like Jersey too much. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I guess that'll wrap up our show. Good introductions <laughs> there. Um. We didn't. Oh, Tim, what's your karaoke song? And Jay Mikey as well. We're going to have to get that out of the way. I don't I don't do karaoke too much. I gotta I gotta start drinking before I get the courage to really do karaoke, and then the the voice really just goes downhill. But and that's why we're. I don't here. know. I'd probably get drunk and try to do like oh. "Don't Stop Believing" and just completely butcher right. it terribly. Love that. Yeah. Uh, that's more I mean, of a yeah, full. You got that gets everyone in the room singing, so you can kind of drown yourself out because the song comes on, everyone's singing. Yeah, that's true. That's a good one. Uh, I'm uh, I'm probably going. Somewhere in the catalog of Hall and Oates, uh, mm, big oh. big Hall and Oates fan. Uh, yes, I, I know. Shocking. It's I know you didn't expect that from me. So private maybe, eyes, probably private eyes, but also rich girl. Love rich mm. girl. Oh, yeah. rich girl's a good song. He's a rich girl. Yes, that one. I don't know the I mean, words. Or I can't go for that. <laughs> I mean, I, it, I mean, so many options for them. I can't go. And for I want to stop. I was playing Yacht Rock uh, outside earlier today while we were in the pool and some Hollow Notes came on and uh, I perked up a little bit. Wait, you were playing what? Yeah, it's called Yacht Rock. I don't know if you've ever heard of this genre. No, it's, uh, that it's, is brand new it's, to me. It's, really? All right. So here's your mission yeah, tonight, J. Mike, lots. because if you like right. if you like Hollow Notes, you might like Yacht Rock. It's kind of like that soft, easy listening, some poppy mixed in, but Hollow Notes is usually on that playlist. Oh, it's, the it's what it's been for is- Taking yeah, it's more like Christopher house. Cross and like some like lighter stuff, but Hall and Oates usually pops up on there. Fair. They they played the song from Step Brothers when they're in the garage, you know, chopping watermelons with swords and whatnot. <laughs> um, I forget the name of the song, but it's a great song. Um, 
And yeah, Yacht Rock, check it out. It's from it when you're like on a boat or you're sailing or you're just, I don't know, wearing boat back, shoes apparently. It's, it's a very literal genre of music. Yeah. Very yes. much so, yes. Not, not too many yachts it, here in Cincinnati, so yeah, I'll have to. Like, like death metal, it's very specific. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, as I look here, uh, if I take uh, I-70, which is the fastest route to Rhode Island, uh, I can get to you in about 13 and a half hours. Oh, that's not bad. You could, you know, leave at 7 a.m., get here at like 8 p.m., stay the night, I mean, man. I got a guest bedroom. Let's do this. My, my man. Bring the, yes. Bring the we kiddos. We'll have a grand old time. All right. Yeah, rock hey, Mike, the, could you look it up home. for me, too? Like uh, how many days that would take me? Oh, boy. Especially if you're backpacking. That's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin, Texas to Rhode Island. You're looking at about a 29-hour drive, oh, dear partner. Okay. We'll just shoot. We'll just shoot Gabe out of a cannon. I think he can make it in one shot. <laughs> Probably so. Diapers, Gabe. They'll just fly. Don't stop. One it's of those Fortnite guys. Fortnite trampolines. <laughs> oh boy! Fuck those. Get you this. <laughs> Is that the first uh, Fortnite mention on this podcast ever? It might on? be. It might be. And I'm pretty terrible yeah. at the game, so I don't even know why I did that. I'm sorry. I can't build. <laughs> I can't build for shit. Like I can shoot people all day, but when it comes to the building element, I just terrible. No, yeah, so much it. going on. I can't. I can't. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. Sensory overload. Mm-hmm. It's Agreed. a cool element, but it's account. not for me. Um, Doug, Eddie, Eddie, Doug. I did just mention, or not mention. Um, I did just see that your name is, in fact, not Doug, Eddie, and Eddie, Doug tonight. Um, we're gonna have to call you something else. Yeah, so for whatever reason, my wife's Gmail is like the auto sign-in. So you can call me Jacqueline Eddie tonight. Yeah. Or Any Jack. Eddie Jack. <laughs> Jackie Jack. Jackie. How about Jack Eddie? That works. Jack Eddie. Or how about, Deep, how about Deep Eddie Vodka? We can go that way, too. That's uh, an Austin thing, so that would make sense. Um, Jack Deep Eddie. I don't know where that's going to go is, but, that my, uh, is, that my, is that my porn name i think we okay so now let's you go around what? and <laughs> what's your point <laughs> let's ask jacqueline about that how about that can we can we get a quick heads up on that <sighs> um, we need we can't do porn names tonight we gotta wait till we get three on for that that's kind of his hey, thing so the, the good news is he's in the chat so we're all up on his block right now yeah uh <laughs> J Mike mentions here and there on this uh, show or podcast, however you're listening, that there's a YouTube live chat. Never been there, but um, he does say that it exists and you can chat with us live um, or listen to us the next day. That's fun too. Um, does, has Matt said anything about uh, he has, hasn't he? As soon as you started to sit, yeah. what did he say? What is it? He says, the uh, butcher, the uh, fantasy butcher, fantasy butcher on Twitter or something. Um, he is uh, what? what is I think his? he's at Dynasty Butcher. Dynasty Butcher, bit, I think, or is it the Fantasy Butcher? See, now I'm no, doubting Matt, myself. You're right. I think Dynasty Butcher is right. So <laughs> he says, he says, uh, I got them poor names. <laughs> like, <bruh. laughs> Did he spell he names comes- with a Z at the end? <laughs> yeah, I got them poor names. I mean, he's he just comes out the he comes out the shoot firing. He's wild. Yeah. So um, it is Dynasty Butcher, in fact. And uh, does he, is it there? Does he have one? 
Um, I mean, no, I don't. I, he's okay. probably going to get flagged pretty quickly if he puts yeah, in the chat. Enough. I think. And I don't so think Google we. plays Let's that. Let's move on. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, anything going in the NFL world, fantasy world lately that anyone has to talk about? Because I literally have no idea. Just a bunch of people hyped on players on Twitter based on short videos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were it talking about that season. a little bit. Uh, Doug, that you, you feel comfortable in your leagues right now to not exactly make any moves. And and I said maybe it's due to the fact that we play with people that aren't so, you know, prone to buy or sell. Dis- I'm a disciplined. Or whatever, yeah. Or, you know, Mike Gusecki doesn't know what he's doing, okay? Sell him for a third sell. right away. Sell. Now, get out while you still can. <laughs> um, have, have Has anyone taken advantage of anything that's happened in – recent days weeks no <laughs> or have you seeked out or have you ma- seeked out for a trade yourself like looking well for i gotta say the uh the, 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 the gronk rumors uh was very interesting in terms of is, is this hold what do i do you know that was uh that was an interesting day because uh I, I have pretty much everywhere I like Gronk. I feel like I should just write it out. But then leaving the Patriots, getting traded away, I was like, man, his landing spot would really create a value. So I was like, maybe the smart thing is to is to trade him. So I don't know how you guys felt on that day, but I was in a, a whirlwind of emotions about what to do. I, I checked my timeline, and I was like, what what is all this Gronk talk? I've been kind of not unplugged from Twitter, but I haven't been checking it quite as often. We've had a lot of stuff going on, and it's kind of a dead spot in the season. So I was checking it, and I'm like, all these Gronk rumors, and I'm like, is he really going to go anywhere? So it was interesting for about 45 minutes, and then life went back to normal, and I moved on. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, you know, it, being at the center of it, I mean, I'm about 40 minutes from the stadium, so... You know, we usually get all the news and stuff, and it seemed like the reputable reporters were like, yeah, he's not going anywhere. So all it takes is one tweet for it to snowball into a bigger thing, and then the snowball melts back into nothing, and we move on, and he's at OTAs, and he's looking good, and his back's healthy, and yada, yada, yada. So I am intrigued with Brady, though. If I had Brady in Dynasty, sell. Ooh. Ouch, yeah. He is talking oh, retirement. <clears throat> yeah. Are we are, are we looking at the Patriots as, uh, in terms of uh, status quo for the offense? Are we feeling like this is this is probably the beginning of the end? What are we thinking? I think based on this offseason, just with the whole the the supposed rift between Belichick and Brady, and you know, I I was last time I was on Open Bar, I gave you my hot take that I think Brady was going to be traded to the San Francisco 49ers and Garoppolo would be the Patriots QB. So now How that everything's all remember also- that. Gosh, that was so because it was though. a bold. It was a bold take. Was that like That's last hard. week? Because I don't remember that at all. No, that was it when was you were on your honeymoon. Year. I mean, your anniversary thing. <laughs> he, he was outed by old tapes exposed. Yeah, yeah. World star. But tapes. now that I, but now that I look back on it, based on Brady's attitude this offseason, skipping the the you know the the voluntary OTAs for the first time in his career, mm-hmm. kind of being away from the team, the whole thing with his trainer, like. Uh, going back and looking at it, I wish they – this is going to sound like an asshole, but I wish they traded Brady and kept Garoppolo for the, the long-term sanctity or uh, value of the Patriots because you might have Brady for maybe one more year if he thinks he's going to retire. Who knows? He always said he wanted to play to 45. He His wife tweeted out for him 
earlier today that he was going to play until he was 45 in Spanish. So take from it what you will. Um, but I, I think if they would have kept Garoppolo and traded Brady, they they probably wouldn't have made the Super Bowl last year, which is fine because we lost anyway. Congrats, Tim. And uh, you know the the franchise would have been better for the next ten years as opposed to being good for like the next one or two. And I get it. He won five Super Bowls. Like, how do you trade that? But if yeah, anyone, <laughs> we all know Belichick will trade. Belichick will trade Anybody. his kid if he needs to. And that's what he wanted to do. And Kraft nixed it. And Kraft sided with Brady because Brady was chirping about wanting Garoppolo out of town because he saw him as a threat. So you know, if I look back on it, boom, Brady, see you later. You know who the next threat is to Brady? Giselle. Dan, so Kraft is going to start shopping Giselle. Danny Edling. Just saying. Danny Edling. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think I, that's the answer. So, so in the chat, uh, <laughs> in the chat, well, uh, y'all talk about inserting pocketbooks, but you can't <laughs> jump on that one. Uh, okay. Wildin. Uh We are recording now, Gabe. <laughs> Renshaw <laughs> says that we need to go out and get Hogan right now. What do you? Th- who, who, I, I, I agree with that. Hogan is yeah. a solid wide receiver too. I mean, he was a top ten wide receiver in the first seven or eight weeks where he was healthy. Then he got dinged up. He, well, look what he did in the Super Bowl. Yeah. The last game that he was healthy, he had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Like, Chris Hogan, to me, is a super value in Dynasty right now. Do you think he could mm-hmm. do a wide receiver one year? I think he could be, like, one of those surprise guys that's, like, a low-end wide receiver one. I don't think it'll happen, but, I mean, the weirder things have happened. Dwayne Bow caught 17 touchdowns one year. So, I mean... Chris Hogan, you know, I guess it could happen. He's got good rapport with Brady. Malcolm Mitchell's never healthy. Edelman suspended four games. Jordan Matthews is new. Yeah. Hogan's the most reliable guy that he's got outside of Gronk. And and Gabe, please forgive me because I lost that link that you sent me. So hopefully I'm using correct information. But I'm on a DLS page here. June 2018, wide receiver startup dynasty ADP. Any guesses as to where Chris Hogan is going in terms of what ride receiver? What number wide receiver? receiver? Yes. 46. 34. Is this Dynasty game night now? Um, I would. (laughs) Another good podcast. I actually. Yes. Shout out to Bosch. For for Bosch and And Price Price. there. Pricer. um, Bosher and Price. Bosher and Price. Yes. (laughs) That kind of sounds like a law firm. Law firm. Um, all right. Shout out to the law firm, uh, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis. Uh, what is his wide receiver number? Yes, I, I, I'm feeling Doug Eddy around there. It's got to be about forty-one or two. We think Bert. forty-two. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say uh, thirty-six. I'm gonna go. I, I think he's creeping up. I think the word is getting out. I think he's on the rise. Chris Hogan, June ADP, wide receiver, fifty. Settled settled directly behind behind Robbie Anderson, Kenny Galladay, Josh Doxson, and directly in front of Emmanuel Sanders, Kelvin Benjamin, and Dante Pettis. I take him over all the names you listed. I like those I like those last four guys more than the the previous guys. (laughs) So I don't what uh so I know this is kind of we usually talk about dynasty here but what about uh do you, do you have the redraft um what wide receiver he's coming off there he's if kind you, of at a curiosity vamp, i will go to a fantasy football calculator and try to find that out 
I was going to say, you... I bet his ADP in redraft is probably in the eighth round. Yeah. So I don't know what, the yeah, eighth, eighth or ninth round? I don't think he comes out after pick, after pick 100. He's got to be before that, I would think. Gonna I mean, I'm in New England, so in all my drafts, he's going to get overdrafted. <laughs> yep. So that's just the Man, way it is. he missed a lot of games. So he, he played in, what, nine games last year was all? Yeah, he was yeah out for I think that's right. Yeah. So I see he was nine games last year and ended up as wide receiver 55, which is funny. Um, and uh, so I, I think he did that on nine games last year. That I know that's dynasty ADP that he's the 55th wide receiver, 54th wide receiver coming off the board. I mean, I think his points per game, though, are probably like top 20. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah his value uh, definitely is there. Higher in redraft, though. He's He's got a lot of value there. ADP over the last month, May 19th to June 19th, uh, Chris Hogan is going in the sixth round at 601 as wide receiver 26. That's a little rich. Huh. Interesting. Uh, that settled directly behind Brandon Cooks, Marvin Jones, Jarvis Landry, and directly in front of Michael Crabtree, Corey Davis, and Will Fuller. Wow. Will Fuller is that high? Jeez. And it's the Deshaun Watson effect. Right. <laughs> Uh, to kind of combine a couple topics here, um, I saw a uh, Kenny Dall- Kenny Galladay like short video, and then I saw some Kenny Galladay Kenny Galladay truthers come out saying he's gonna impact Marvin Jones' numbers and uh, develop into a potential uh, wide receiver two, low end wide receiver one. Uh, what do you guys think of Galladay in congruence to Marvin Jones? <laughs> <laughs> I like Galladay. I think Galladay is a heck of a football player. I don't think he can be a wide receiver one. I don't see that out of him. I could I could see a low end wide receiver two. Uh, you know, even mid wide receiver two. I think he'd be a solid wide receiver two for you probably. But um, and obviously that's going to take away from uh, Marvin Jones there and Golden Tate if he's getting more I, production. But I I think the biggest thing that's going to take away from Marvin Jones and Galladay is that they're going to run the football more. They've got a beefed up offensive yep. line. They've traditionally been like a pass almost 70% of the time, one of the lowest in the league as far as run percentages. I think that that's going to kind of even out a little bit, and I think that you're not going to see Matthew Stafford chuck it almost 700 times or whatever it is every year. I think that's going to come down. they got LeGarrette Blunt, they got Carryon Johnson, they still have Theo Riddick, Amir Abdullah. Just kidding. Um, but I think that <laughs> there's, there's not going to be as many passes in that offense, so I think that's going to hurt Marvin Jones uh, he's actually one of my biggest fades. Like, I'm not a Marvin Jones guy. I think that the regression for Marvin Jones is going to be pretty heavy this year. I know there's people out there like, buy Marvin Jones. And I'm like, I eh, I don't have any confidence in Marvin Jones to even come close to what he did last year, in all honesty. So, Marvin Jones is a very I'm hot out. offseason name. Yeah, I'm no out. kidding. You're kind of uh, an outlier there, um, Doug Eddie, Eddie Doug, or uh, Jack Eddie. It's uh, it's my gut and what it tells me. And it's in one of those cases where he's he's he looks like a candidate. Like I'm just not interested in having him on any of my rosters. If I had him, I would try to sell him and get like a 2019 late first because that's what he's been pulling. So I would try I would try for that all day or get a player that I liked more than maybe right in that ballpark range. Um, that I think is more consistency. The thing about Marvin Jones is like if you're in best ball, he's great. But if you're yeah. in dynasty or redraft, like he'll have some good weeks. But then he has like the three catch 42 yard three weeks in a row, and then all of a sudden, boom, 150 yards and two touchdowns, and you love them again. I hate those players in Dynasty. You know, I, I would rather have the consistent guy that's five or six catches a week, 80 yards, and a, get a touchdown every once in a while, as opposed to the big 
these big boomer bust guys. Like I just try to avoid them as all possible. But for best ball, Marvin Jones is great, but just not in the dynasty format. Yeah, I just remember last year uh, I drafted Marvin Jones in like almost all of my leagues, and because he was dirt think, cheap. Yeah, and by the end, but he also was off all my teams. And I mean, I don't know what he really did. He had, he obviously had a big year, num- big year numbers wise. I think he outpaced uh, Golden Tate, but now he's people love Marvin Jones. He has a lot of value out there. He's great at jumping and catching the ball and body control, but he's not a complete receiver, and he's not he doesn't run a clean route tree. Like he's good at a couple different things. And those guys just don't tend to be – if you're good at a couple different things, you don't tend to be consistent every year. I also think people are really high on Stafford too. And to your point about the beefed up you know, line and backfield and taking away from Stafford a little bit, that kind of does ding Jones as well. Yeah, I like Stafford's value in terms of dynasty, especially in super flex leagues. Like he is – the nice thing about Stafford is that he's he's almost always healthy. And if he does get hurt, he usually plays, which is nice. But also, I mean, you can pretty much book him for 4,000 yards passing and at least 25 touchdowns every single year. So you know what you're getting out of Stafford. So I like that aspect of it. I mean, I don't think we're ever going to see the 5,000 yards passing and 40 touchdowns Stafford again. I think that's long gone. Um, but I think he's one of the more – attractive QB2s and Superflex formats because of his consistency. And he does have some upside with all those weapons around him. So, you know, I don't mind him there. Just I'm interested in what they're going to do with the tight end position. I think that's one of the biggest question marks on that offense. Are they just going to not throw to the tight end at all and use Riddick and some of these other guys? Who knows? But that's a a big question mark. Luke Wilson, man. Marvin Jones or Mark Ingram? Dynasty. Ingram. Yeah, I gotta go Ingram. I like yeah. I've always liked Ingram. And he even if he's off the Saints, he could go somewhere else and still have value. He doesn't have a lot of mileage on him. That's true. M- Marvin Jones, Alex Collins. Mm. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm gonna go with Jones. Just uh, because I think I'll go with Jones too. Easily go ahead, Marvin would... Jones, because of Kenneth Dixon to God. This is his last chance to dance right here. He's a short hype guy. Yeah. Last one I'll throw out. Marvin Jones or Kenyon Drake? Jones. I'm not a a Drake believer. Just I I would say, okay, not like from a value perspective, I would probably take Drake and then sell him to the Marvin Jones owner and get a second round pick as well because that seems to – I mean, are they close in ADP, J. Mike? Because I figured they were further apart. Everyone seems to be on that. Marvin uh, Jones and who? Marvin's room. Drake. Dra- Marvin's, <laughs> Marvin's room. Drake. And Drake. That was perfect. Marvin, that was yes, like well done. Perfect. Well done. Uh, DLF ADP. Marvin Jones is going as overall player number 57. Kenyon Drake, overall player number 60. Oh. All right. I think I would take Jones because Balaj to God. Yeah, I agreed. <laughs> I uh, I feel like uh, Drake Mega has Lush? way more risk compared to Jones. I feel like Jones has a, a little bit of uh, stability going, where you can kind of predict what he's going to do again. While he might not be the true upside of of your dreams, um, you know he's not going to tank you unless he gets hurt. He'd Drake could definitely tank you. You asked if we were making moves based off of any sort of off-season news, and and this is kind of like the reverse of that. Uh, you keep hearing all these uh, Corey Coleman trade rumors. The the Browns just aren't impressed. 
I still believe in in what I saw on tape and my scouting at Corey Coleman. I saw an electric football player. And so I've been attempting to get Corey Coleman in leagues for as cheaply as possible. And people are selling Corey Coleman based off of this this news we keep here. It's what funny have you paid for Tim. Yeah, what are you paying? Well, what's the news? Hold on, wait. Before we get to what we're paying, what what what? Because Matt um, Butcher also brought this up in the chat earlier. What is the news that we're talking the, the about? Browns just keep some somebody in the Browns just continues keep, to Corey Coleman. Yeah, they keep trading. Uh, you know, the Browns just aren't impressed. Uh, the coaching staff just doesn't work with with Corey Coleman. The Corey Coleman doesn't get along with the coaching staff. Uh, just I haven't heard any of this, but. The Cowboys are in desperate need of receivers. If the Browns are looking to deal. I could, you know, I could see somebody like the Browns going, or I'm sorry, the Cowboys coming and getting a Corey Coleman, and just based, completely based off of my scouting of Corey Coleman uh, coming into his rookie season. I thought Corey Coleman was one of the best receivers in that class. He went in the first round in every rookie draft that year. I'm getting Corey Coleman for also the late seconds, early thirds. Because do you know? Just, do you know who his best his uh, best comparable player is on PlayerProfiler.com? Is Odell Beckham Jr. Yes. Oh, <laughs> did not know that. But yeah, just based off the talent alone, what I what I thought I saw on tape, and I'm believing what I saw. I'm gonna go buy this talent that was just a year ago a top five pick in most rookie drafts. I mean, he really hasn't done anything wrong either. Like that, you know, from, from your he, perspective, Tim, the tape checks out. Wait, 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 Gabe. He did do something wrong. He dropped a pass. Yeah. The Browns could have won a game. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, an, an egregious drop. It was, it was yeah, the reverse Corey Davis. Corey Davis had the, the nationally televised game where he caught two touchdown passes. And we see this skyrocket of value. And, the, the exact reverse happens for Coleman. He drops a pass that could have won the Browns a game, keeps him from going 0-16, and everybody's like, oh, boo, Corey Coleman. The, now the, you, know, you get this little bit of news about the coaching staff not, not liking him, and people are just willing to sell. They're, they're, you can get them as a throw-in on the back end of deals most of the time. Yeah. And he, he's had, I mean, to allude to the drops, could have, we don't know, could have been... Um, because of the hand issues, yeah. he had a few sure. like way too many hand surgeries and his first hand broken issues. wrist. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I, I just, yeah. I still don't think he's been given that chance yet, really. And um, the question is, does he even get the chance? Right, in Cleveland. Right. I, I think they move on from him. I think Jeff Janice is a real thing this year. Oh my gosh! Okay. Log out. Log. <laughs> Matt, Matt, I'm serious. We're just smiling. I'll tell you why. Uh, because if they uh, oh, only if they move real. on Coleman, he's he is bigger and more athletic than everyone else in the wide receiver position they have besides Corey Coleman. So Antonio Callaway. Well, quite Callaway too, but there's uh, I forgot about Callaway. But <laughs> the same. takes exposed. <laughs> World star. I guess I'll tell you why. I looked him up. I had no idea. He actually is super like big and athletic. His best comparable on player profiler is Alshon Jeffrey. Saginaw uh, Valley State represent. Um, he has a lot of positives. I mean, look, the Browns 
Need something, anything. Yeah. They have Rashad Higgins still. I like him. He had one good game, and I picked him up in a dynasty league to never be heard from again. But what if Callaway? I mean, Callaway has a you know he has to walk a straight line. I feel like he's, he's going to learn from Josh Gordon, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think this, I don't think Callaway is anywhere near a sure thing. Let's I do like him. About, what, let's talk about the real weapon in the Browns passing game, and that's the Chief. It's David Njoku. Yo. Buy all the Njoku you can get because mm-hmm. he's the truth. Legit. Here we Future go. tight end one. Yeah. We're Let's talking go. about the Browns too much again. We, <laughs> we did this a lot with Kevin last week, and I've kind of agree with him that they're the Browns ADP is they too seven, damn high. They have seven players in the top 100 in Dynasty. So it's way too many. So, yeah. let's, so let's play it. So let's play a game. Uh, <laughs> of those seven players, play welcome to D- Dynasty Game Night. I want, to, I want to play a game. Gabe and J Mike. Oh, you want to play a game? Never mind. I'm done. I'm not. I'm not gaming anything. Forget it. Game. No, do the game. I like the games. No, J Mike, do the game. Okay, sweet. Hey. So, uh, of the seven, <laughs> of, of the seven guys that we just yeah. said, hey, they're all in the top 100. Let's play a game of ranking most relevant to least relevant in Dynasty. Oh no, no, forget that. No, no, no. let's do this. Let's go for this coming up season. Most relevant to least relevant. Who's the most relevant Browns player? Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Agreed. Second most relevant. Jarvis Fine, or Duke? I'll say Jarvis. <laughs> uh, Duke's going to have a big role. Because if you're telling me that Jarvis is also going to be the, the second most relevant, then what we're saying is we're expecting massive things. From the Browns this season, massive to have two like the like, top twenty wide receivers. If you're saying that they're going to be those two, will be the like top two guys on the team. I don't know if Landry's going to be all that in a bag of chips this year. And if you're expecting Tyrod to be the quarterback for you know even really half the season, like there's no way, there's Ding. no way that he can do two top twenty four. He can barely do one top twenty four wide receiver. So. There, I mean, if, if we're expecting him to I mean, play I've the never whole season. Seen, I've never seen what goes on in their locker room, so he might be able to do two top 24 receivers. Hey. <laughs> what about so, Todd, What about uh, Todd Haley being in the mix? Does that give you any sort of uh, excitement for, for the receiving core? Yeah, totally, but not if Tyrod's the quarterback. I mean, that's just <laughs> not Ben Roethlisberger as far as a passing quarterback. He's more efficient. But he's not going to throw as much as Ben Roethlisberger did. No, he's not. So he's not there so, to knock it up. If you ask me, that's <laughs> probably fair. Like, we need. Wins. He's more efficient because he throws less. Well, he also didn't have much to throw to. So who's so who's second? Jar- Jarvis or Duke or Carlos or who, whoever you want to say. I put. I mean, I put Carlos ahead of Duke. Really. Okay, so are you putting Carlos ahead of Jarvis? Apparently not. I'll go Jarvis number two just because I think he's going to get – I mean, they paid him. He's going to get the targets, but I don't think he's going to score close to 10 touchdowns again. There's just too many weapons for – it's. that's going to be the struggling thing with this offense is there's not going to be one stud touchdown score outside of Njoku. There, I said it. Um, <laughs> so – it's going to be hard to predict in a week-to-week basis what's going to go on with that offense. It's going to be, you know, it's like any of these other offenses that have a lot of good players, and 
you know, it kind of gets peanut buttered out like the Packers. You know, I mean, last year, you know, Devontae Adams was like the only thing there because Jordy was, you know, coming back off the ACL. He was washed. Randall Cobb was eh. And they had like four different running backs. So Adams obviously scores a ton of touchdowns. But in a normal year when all those guys are, you know, two years ago, it's going to be it's going to be mixed up. So you're playing a guessing game. That's what baffles me at the top. The seven guys in the top 100, because you're trying to tell me that there's seven guys that are going to be fantasy relevant next year. Right. In the top 100. And I find that extremely hard to believe. See, what's, I, what's I find it more, can't do it. Can't so do I, it. I find it more hard. To, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with that argument entirely. And that like you, you can't have that many <laughs> top players like there's just no way. And and even if you could, who's your quarterback? I think you have to start looking at that argument. And there's just no way that Tyrod Taylor can support that that type of offense. If you turn to Baker Mayfield in his rookie year, could he have that type of year that I, others I, have I had in the past? Cam Newton. I think you're Russ, underselling I mean, Tyrod. I think he can with that talent around him. Look what he had in Buffalo. He had Lashawn McCoy. He had Watkins for for one, you know, two years and really one year because he was hurt with the foot injury. And outside of that, I mean, yes, he, did he have Robert Woods, Chris Hogan, and Sammy Watkins all at the same time? Sure, but they weren't necessarily the same players as they are now. I think Tyrod's a. I think Tyrod is slept on in fantasy. I think he's a good quarterback. You know, he's got the scrambling. He's getting forty yards a game, which is an extra four points, which is a passing touchdown in most leagues. So. I don't see why he couldn't be effective with all of this talent around him, a good offensive line. I just think that Tyrod could be if if Baker doesn't take over this year and Tyrod plays the whole season, he could be a QB1. Back end okay. QB1. So I agree with you 100%. You're missing what I'm trying to say. I'm talking okay. about the players themselves. Like I don't okay. there's five, six, seven guys that we're trying to, you know, argue to you be You don't in think the top there's going to be enough passing volume for to support all those guys. That for one, yes. And okay. for two, just to be able to, I mean, two top 24 wide receivers, very rare on the same team in, in itself. Is Tyrod Taylor going to be that guy? I don't think so. Will he be a top 12 quarterback with all of those weapons around him? I think that's entirely possible. Okay. But with that, I don't think that you can, I, I guess I'm just, I'm unsure of what, what correlation could exist between a top 12 quarterback and two, you know, top twenty-four wide receivers, a tight end one, uh, you know, two, <laughs> two top twenty-four well, running backs. Being like a tight end one, let's be honest. Here? Like I want Ty, like Tyrod's definitely the guy to own. Out of all this arguing of who's going to be where, like Tyrod should be the guy that we want on our team, unless we, you know, have more faith in Baker and he's going to make it happen mid-season or early season, whatever. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. To be a tight end one, that's five receptions and 50 yards. You're like the tight end eight on the season. So that's completely doable for David Njoku, I think. So let's put that one aside. But, I mean, as far as the, the wide receiver goes, you know, you might be onto something there because, you know, there there are so many guys. It's really going to be, you know, who he decides to lock in on and who he has rapport with. And if that's Josh Gordon, cool. If it's not Jarvis Landry, it might not be. I mean, let's let's be honest about Jarvis Landry. Does he get 100 catches a year? Yes. Does he typically score a lot of touchdowns? No. He's usually, in in PPR formats, he's usually a solid wide receiver two, sometimes even to that wide receiver three, just because he's living based on receptions. I don't think he catches 100 balls this year just because of all the guys around him. And, you know, they might run the ball more often because Tyrod, he is efficient. You know, his his interception ratio is one of the lowest in NFL history. Um, and he throws, a, in, in my opinion, Tyrod Taylor throws one of the, the best deep balls in the NFL. You can come at me with that if you want. I think he throws a really nice deep ball. 
Uh, so I think he lines up with Josh Gordon more than he does Jarvis Landry in his skill set. So I don't think there's going to be two top 24 receivers out of this offense, but they are being drafted as such. And I think that, you know, people need to kind of rein that back a little bit because there's no way. I definitely think there could be one, but I would, I'd have a tough yes. time saying that there will be two. Just you're, you're playing the guessing game with the whole offense. Yeah. But that's, and, that's and exactly the, why the you remain. just have to go from the center of the web and just take the guy who's delivering, you know, the skins to, to all of these t very talented players. I mean, uh -huh. let's, so, so just real quick and we can put a bow, <clears throat> we can put a bow on our Brown stock. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, uh, the most yards that he's, well, no, just in the last three seasons, uh, he's thrown for 3,035 yards, 3,023 yards. And last season, 2,799 yards. With that being said, he's finished as quarterback 15, quarterback eight and last season quarterback 16. So I think, I think you're onto something there with the, with the value being in Tyrod. So, um, and also hasn't played a full season in those, uh, three seasons. Is that right? Fact 14, 15, and 15. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, Peterman. right. Yeah. Yeah. Five, <laughs> five that happened. Uh, so, uh, several of the folks, uh, there's a couple different directions we can go in that, that have been thrown out in the chat. So I'll let you guys choose. Um, do we want to touch on SFB now or later, or would you guys rather talk about sneaky Super Bowl teams that could come up out of nowhere and really challenge? Ooh, I like the sneaky Super Bowl teams, to be I honest. Yeah, in that, sure. uh, you know, conversation with the Jaguars, right, J. Mike? Turn up. They're Doom. not sneaky. Yeah, they were in not they sneaky anymore. All up in your living room with our feet up on the couch and everything. Like how about a team like, that, how about a team last that year? missed the playoffs that could go to the Super Bowl? All right. If I had an AFC team, Jacksonville would be that team. Nice. Jalen Ramsey. He yeah. legit. Welcome go aboard, Yep. Thank you. What about what about uh Houston with the healthy uh Deshaun Watson? Uh uh oh. David, where <laughs> you, you, you forgot where you were, David, talking yeah. about craziness. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's a, that's legit. Yeah, that is legit. The the defense Los, golly. Los Angeles Chargers. That's exactly I, who I bet on that every year. <laughs> what up, Spoonie? So did I. Spoonie in the chat. What up, Spoonie? Brad Harrison. Uh, he threw out the Chargers. If the Chargers, if the Chargers would have had a kicker making field goals the first four or five weeks of the season, they'd have won that division. I think. R.I.P. Young my, Way. Young yeah. way one too. of my favorite tweets that I sent out early in the season was the Chargers are now zero and coup when they lost their second game. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That tweet right. didn't get nearly enough love, but I it was one of my one of my more prouder you moments. You look at me like I made that. You I put made a that. lot of you put cool. a lot of sneaky daggers out in the universe. I like that. Owen Kuh. good. <laughs> I like that. That that that's a fun offense. Golly, you talk about pieces that, defense, that you want. Oh. That defense is fun. Yes. Yeah. Derwin James. They've Come got. Oh, they've got a uh, healthy Jason Verrett coming back. They got Casey Hayward. They've yeah. got Ingram. They've got Bosa. Like. I mean, the you can't count on Jason Verrett very long because I feel like he just keeps getting hurt. But your point still stands. He's uber talented. Ridiculous. I think the Saints are going to be a nasty, nasty team this year. I think we just saw the tip of the iceberg last year. The, oh, the Vikings, yeah, the they should be back. Is actually there now and that seems to always be the problem with the saints so yeah i agree with you tim 
I think I think the NFC. Um, I, I don't say it's kind of like written out, but the Vikings, we know they're going to be back. Green Bay, if if Aaron Rodgers is going to be healthy all year, that's going to be a heck of a battle. I can't wait to watch some Packers Vikings games this year. You know, even even when show it too. Yeah, even when both these teams aren't good, those those divisional games in the North are always just fun to watch. Uh, you know, you got to think the Eagles are going to be decent again. The Saints, of course. I got one um, for you. The Rams out there in the West. Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah. Let's go. Playoff bound. I can't get behind. I, I'm with you, Tim. I can't do I mean, it. No. Y'all are whack. Tampa Bay's <laughs> coming this year. This is the year. I, I think they win more than five games. I think they I think they are in the hunt, but I don't think they make playoffs. I think they, they make the playoffs this year. They got that bump last year from the uh the hard knocks. I don't care about the that. Hard knocks bump. Yeah. Bro, they look were what, five and they eleven. Did, last look what year. they did. They fixed oh they worked uh, a lot on their defense in the offseason. They traded got Jason Pierre Paul. They made some really nice draft picks. That offense, we talk about an offense with a lot of talent. Evans, Godwin, Brait, Howard, my boy Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones, Jameis Winston is being slept on heavily in yeah, almost right, all the yeah. leagues that I'm in. Vegas has uh, the win total at six and a half on the books. I'd take the over. I'd slam the over on that. Where was that? Connor is pretty high on uh, the coach fire odds I put in here too. Yeah, I, well, I think Turd Cutter is probably – yeah, I said – I called him Turd Cutter. Cutter, whatever. Yeah, I think that he he might get axed if they start out slow. But I just from a talent perspective, like I really like what Tampa's put together. Their defense was terrible last year. They've still got one of the best linebacking cores in the league. That that defensive line, it, the Vinnie Curry, Gerald McCoy, Jason Pierre-Paul, and they they added one other uh, guy on the line. I can't remember off the top of my head, but that defense is so I think is going to be pretty good. McCoy's first step is so nasty. He's so so quick off the ball. And you got Pierre Paul, like, poof. Yeah. I mean, he's got like eight and a half fingers, and he's faster than most guys with 10. <laughs> cool. Shout Where's out, it? July 4th coming up. Make sure you're safe, kids. Fact. No, boy. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> you, uh, you guys mentioned uh, NFC North teams. Uh, the Bears seem like a very hot uh, offseason team, especially fantasy wise. People <laughs> are. are Hashtag uh, this, this year's Rams. Yeah, that, exactly. Half wins. I oh, personally have been trying to acquire as much Tariq Cohen as possible. Oh yes, oh, yes. they move. seem to be in love with Tariq Cohen, that coaching staff. Yeah, they want to. They want to get him the ball in so many ways. Ah, if, if you had to put your money on it, uh, Packers or Vikings to win the North? Vikings. They're a more complete team. Yeah. Yeah, we saw what one injury does to the to the Packers last year. You know, who's their who's, who the hell is their third wide receiver? Is it Geronimo Geronimo Allison? Geronimo Allison, right now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Nice. Yeah, I'd say Vikings <laughs> too. I think this is uh, this is one of the least, you know, fascinating wide receiver cores that Aaron Rodgers has ever really had, and. Mm. uh I don't know. I think they need to strike a little bit of gold with what they seem like they draft. They they're trying to find yeah, a third wide receiver. One of those they, guys. Yeah, they're hoping yeah. one of those guys is a lottery pick because, and I don't really think that any of them are. Maybe I know we all kind of love uh, ESB. But, um, I like more. He's my favorite out of the bunch. Out of the three, I like more. Yeah, hmm. but I'm not even that high on more. Doug just want to throw this out there, uh, shared by our our dear friend. 
David Ooh, Berger here. Adam Gase, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that uh, that Tampa Bay, that Tampa Bay pick there. Um, I see it. Oh, that other guy that they added to the defense was that that stud Vita Vey from, and he's uh, an absolute animal. That defensive line is going to be just saying. They got John Green getting fired after getting paid a lot of money. Huh? <laughs> All I'm saying well, is he's Dirk, Dirk is fifth here. <laughs> He's at plus twenty eight hundred. He's pretty low on the list, Gruden. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, right. Right. Wrong, Gruden. J- I, can't, J- I can't Jay's wait. For, I can't wait for that team to win four games. <sighs> yeah. Can anybody please explain to me what they've done? They've Who? added old the, the Raiders. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Ryan Swisher, they, turn up. They gave up a draft pick for Christian Hackenberg, and they had him for twenty one days. Yep. That was fantastic. <laughs> like, wow, you CDA really are that. trash. Yeah, the we Patriots had, had him in for a workout. Believe it or not, <laughs> it, it feels like Gruden stepped in. Guys to bring in now. Doesn't it feel like Gruden stepped in and was like, "I'll come back because I think your team is good now, and I'm just gonna like do a little like yeah. or, ornamental uh, decorating, nothing like big moves or you know, kind of uh, like Tampa." I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, good team, but, and then just. One or two pieces, boom! Look what happens. Hey, hey, we 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 didn't talk about the Martavis Bryant news that they were uh, they were kind of scared that he might be suspended again. That kind of was like a a few hour thing, and then it was like shoved under the rug. So yeah, is that, is that over with? Are we done with that? Uh, like Doug said, it, it it came and went pretty quick. It was it was a big thing, and then just nothing. If Martavis is suspended for like the year, like I'll be buying Jordy Nelson on the cheap. Yep. Because he's yeah, going to get a lot of targets. Really, really, yeah, helps Jordy even more than Amari Cooper. Really, I, mm-hmm. I think I, I love that Crabtree was gone and that Nelson was replacing Crabtree as far as uh, Amari Cooper goes. Um, I think he's going to get back into the uh, where he belongs. Top ten dynasty. Mm-hmm. Who? Amari. I can get behind oh. that. For a half yeah, second, I thought you meant Jordy. I so, was like, bro. So <laughs> I think Jordy's ever been there. Sipping that we go, we going back for you. So Tim Tyler and I just picked Amari Cooper in the DHH Eliminator. And one of the things that I said, I said, he has a chance to be the redemption song wide receiver of the year, like DeAndre Hopkins was last year. Yep. Because, you know, you take a guy that has three straight 1,000-yard seasons and everyone's kind of crapping on him because, you know, he was inconsistent. He had that one big 200-yard game. But we know he's got the skill. You know he's been with Carr long enough. And there's no Crabtree in town. There's a uh, potentially washed Jordy Nelson maybe working out of the slot. Martavis might get suspended. Like Cooper could see a ton of targets and put up like a 1,300-yard, 10-touchdown season and be completely redeemed in the dynasty community. Um, you know, I, I don't think anyone's really given up on him per se because I think a lot of people see the writing on the wall with Cooper as him being a huge bounce-back candidate. But there are people out there that, you know, they get frustrated with a player and then they start to shop him because he didn't pay off that one year. Because let's be honest, a lot of people don't have patience in Dynasty that play it, which is always amazing to me because <laughs> it's the long game. It's not the short game. Um, but I think Amari Cooper is one of the biggest bounce back candidates at wide receiver this year. I think he could come back and have a monster season. See, I saw some I, tweets last year during the season saying, you know, Diggs was the best receiver in that class. Um, and I absolutely love Stefan Diggs. He was he was my guy from back in Maryland days. Like I, I was about this guy before he was getting ready to graduate or I'm sorry, come out of, you know, come out of Maryland. But I still think Amari Cooper is the more skilled football player. I don't 
I, I love Diggs. I think he's he's easily the number two in that class, but Cooper is is easily still the one for me. He good. Yeah. Um, I think uh, redraft wise, he's an amazing value right now too. I think he falls like in the third or fourth round in terms of redraft. Yeah, he's like late third, early fourth. I think I've seen him go. He's a perfect like if you're going to start like a. If you're going to start with a couple stud running backs and redraft and you grab Amari Cooper as like your wide receiver too, like give me that all day long. Like we I'm all about six, that life. We? Yeah, but that's a weird super flex. Everyone's drafting quarterbacks and <laughs> not us though. Cause yeah. YOLO, we're just loading <laughs> up on them skill spots. Uh, Amari Cooper or Leonard Fournette? Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, Cooper. Cooper for me. They're going back to back in June ADP. Oh, I mean Amari. Got both of them. Besides last year, <laughs> I mean Amari Cooper is finished ahead of Stephon Diggs. Um, so I mean Stephon Diggs. The, the thing is, is is the groundswell. We we've seen flashes of, I wouldn't say greatness, being of being him being an excellent receiver, mm-hmm. but he's he's it's that it's that volcano. We've seen it build up, but we haven't seen the eruption yet. And that's what everyone is banking on with Diggs. Is like, oh, he's he's going to pass Thielen this year. He's going to be healthy this year. Like we all know his skill set, and that's the attractiveness in Dynasty is that you want a guy like that on your team. But how many times have we seen that not hit? And maybe Stephon Diggs is like, all right, he's a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. Cool. It's kind but of the same he- argument with. Sorry to interrupt you. Sorry. Um, kind of the same argument with Cooper. Um, that sure is when is he going to you know? But at least Cooper has been consistent in his first yeah. few years in the league and he's been healthy. So Diggs is, I, I see the potential there. Everyone's like, Oh, he's the next Antonio Brown. Well, guess what? There's not a next Antonio Brown in the NFL right now. I don't think, no. um, but, but D- we all see Diggs's potential, but it's, oh, no. you know, it's that, it's that volcano. We want to see the eruption and maybe it's this year. Maybe it's not, who knows? I'm, I'm intrigued. I own him in a couple spots. I didn't pay a lot to get him, thankfully, but, um, you know, I like him as a player. I just don't know if we're ever going to see what the expectations are from a lot of people. Final year of his rookie contract. That's interesting, too. Is the Minnesota situation a little too good to be true? Like, the cousin signing was so great for it that I feel like Thielen, Diggs, Cook, Rudolph, these guys are all floating around the, the top value at, the, at their positions. I mean, is there going to be enough to go around are we just are we having dreams of, because it just seems so good on that reality is just not going to meet those dreams the only one that i really want in that offense if i was to target a player to trade for it would be dalvin and i know the price is high but i just love dalvin cook so i'll log out after that <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm more worried that shermer has gone a, a little bit i mean that, that seemed to no matter who was at um, the helm of for quarterback, and then uh, I know Cousins is great and all, but I don't know. I'm curious if if that will have a more is Cousins going to be that much more of an improvement over what Case Keenum did last year? I think he can be. Like the, the ceiling is obviously higher, and I think that's what draw that's what draws people in. Sure. Um, I think yeah. I mean, obviously Case killed it last year, so it's hard to hard to say anything against that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess their guy. Uh, I don't know much about him. The D D Filippo out of Philly, Tim's yeah, boy. Yeah, worked with quarterbacks for a while. So. He was a so. QB coach for Wentz and Foles last year. Right, that worked out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. Right. Is anyone Nick Foles? Uh, Wentz. Does anyone think that that's 
I, I know. Sorry, Tim. You can, if you want, um, you know, leave. But is Wentz uh, too too damn high? It seems like I, there's a lot of a lot of trust going into this year, and whether it's redraft or dynasty, whatever. I mean, is is can he have a top five year year in year out? Like, is he that dude? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody wants to. I'm wait, I'm wait. All right. <laughs> I, I know what Tim wants. To I was say. I was a very big Carson Wentz doubter. When he first came out, I thought the Eagles gave up way, way too much to draft this D2 player. I, I was disgusted with it. Um, I think that Carson Wentz has done a, a whole lot to prove himself uh, to the NFL fans, to fantasy players, to dynasty players. He I, think, I think he is setting himself up to be um, you know, like a Drew Brees, a Ben Roethlisberger type. For fantasy players going forward, that guy that you can you can draft and you don't have to worry about it. Like I'm gonna get this guy in my fantasy drafts, and then I'll just wait till the very end of the draft, if at all, get a backup quarterback because he's gonna be the guy that's gonna be consistent. He's gonna have the great weeks, he's gonna have a lot of good weeks, and he's gonna have a couple weeks that you're like, man, I you know I wish I had somebody else to start this week. But uh, what I can tell you is that coaching staff is 100% sold on the fact that Carson Wentz could win multiple Super Bowls with this team they have around him. They are completely sold on Carson Wentz. Um, and from everything I heard, uh, this guy is way ahead of schedule. He's running. He's planting on that leg. He's throwing the ball to velocity. He's moving wonderfully. Um, and he's back in that leadership role. This, this team is Carson Wentz's team. So if you have doubts about Carson Wentz, I'm sorry, you're probably not going to get him in any of your drafts this year, um, but he, I think I think it's easy to say he's going to be one of these guys that's a, a top ten quarterback for a long time. Tim, so I'm not sorry, J. Mike. No, I, I just I, saw something in the chat. I can wait. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about the injury whatsoever. That I mean, everyone tears an ACL these days, yeah. but um, is uh, I. Totally lost what I was going to say. Skill set then. What What about him makes you doubt? I'm just. It, it's it's hardly even that. It's uh, so you said Drew Brees and Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. I, like I agree in in the regard that yes, you can rely on both of those guys pretty well. But one is certainly going to be a top five quarterback every year, and the other is going to be a top ten to fifteen quarterback every year, dependent on uh health, I guess, for, mm -hmm. for Roethlisberger. But I mean <laughs> I mean Breeze is like a perennial dude. Like so yes, I agree in relying on him, but like can he be a top five guy every year? Because to me Breeze is that, but Roethlisberger is not. But I, I think that, that those are both like decent I kind of use them as bookends because I, I used okay. a Breeze who's on the, the upper echelon of that group and the yeah. Roethlisberger who's on the, like the a ceiling and a floor comparison. Yeah. And and then I kind of ended my, my little discussion note with saying, I think he's going to be a top 10 guy for a long time. So I put him kind of in that range um, of a Drew Brees to a Ben Roethlisberger. He's probably going to have some years where he comes out and he's, we saw it last year. He had an MVP Lake season before getting injured. He can have those Tom Brady Lake years where he's putting up, you know, maybe not, you know, 50 touchdowns and whatnot, but he's going to have very good years, but he's also going to have some years where, you know, maybe it's 29 touchdowns and, and respectable yardage, you know? 
I think uh, his only real chance of regression is the NFL kind of figuring him out a little bit and having more tape and, uh, you know, not just him, but the Eagles in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and that said, I also said, I also think like those guys seem to be pre- creative. Uh, I don't want to go as far as innovative, but they seem to look for opportunities to, to get yards, get touchdowns. So as soon as they, you know, figure something else or figure them out uh, via film, they're going to be doing something else. So Carson is, you know, going to be some sort of regression proof in that aspect. But obviously, a, a chance to dip down as people kind of figure out what they're doing. Right. Dave, I mean, and with Derek Carr last year, Mariota last year, Prescott last last year. I mean, all three, even Winston, I suppose, all three, Winston. four of those guys were like within easily within the top ten. And I I remember Carr and Mariota, Winston, those like were guys were like a- they were like four, five, six right in a row. And I mean, because of their years. So, and then what happened last year, then they fall off the face of the earth. So, I mean, like, the, I guess I'm just saying it could happen to anybody. And we just, we, uh, we fall into the lap of this like very great year, this one great year. And now he's like a top five guy for the rest of his career. I just, I'm. I oh, you could say the same thing for Deshaun Watson too. I know, and that that's another guy. And that like, was a handful of Garoppolo. games. I mean, now it's it's and like that was a handful of games. Now these guys are the top in the top ten. But like you're getting all this value with Winston and Carr. And I don't know about. It seems like everyone doesn't like Carr anymore. But uh, Mariota and, and Prescott's low, team is just is rough. I but um, I don't know. I don't. Hey, know. Dave, do we have any? Oh, real real quick, Dave. Do we have any Vegas odds on how many times we're going to hear the RPO or run pass option in Week One <laughs> in the NFL? Is it is it a thousand? Is it at a thousand? It's uh, yeah. The over under is two hundred. I think. Yeah, it's got to be. Uh, it's going to be annoying. What about uh, over. you guys? See that tweet that was like, "Watch Brett Favre invent the RPO uh, from practice." It was like a Gruden, uh, like a QB talk. Did not see that. I missed it. I'm going to Google it right it now. It was a pretty good clip, but it was like, I mean, really? Like, this is him inventing the RPO? I don't know. I'm not a football historian like that. I feel like you got to fact check that. <laughs> My only favorite thing about Carson Wentz is that you can say Wentzylvania. That's, like, so cool. That is a very solid nickname. It is very fitting, yeah. Strong. J. Mike, what did the chat say? Uh... Shout out to the homie. Uh, and the chat really lit up after a while. Um, so shout out to everyone here. Uh, Zach from the Dummies. Spoonie is in the building. Uh, Mike Stepney's in here with us. Uh, the Butcher, obviously. And uh, last but not least, Matthew Renshaw. Shout out to the Dynasty Dads. Uh, Matthew Renshaw, as you were talking, Tim, about Wentz, this is what he threw in the chat. Dak, greater sign, Wentz. Oh, I know math, and I know what that means. That means the alligator's mouth is open to (laughs) dacaroni and cheese. He's just going to eat Dak Prescott. Yeah, he's like, I'm turning my back on Wentz and toward Dak. He might as well chew up Dak because Dak is a a very skilled football player. He's a very quality quarterback. Um, I think Dak is more in the range of the uh, Ben Roethlisberger side of things. Um, I think his upside's kind of limited, especially with his receiving core they're going to have around him. Um, as, as long as they got Ezekiel Elliott there, they're going to lean on that guy. That guy is an animal, and and why not let him let him do his thing? Um, if they don't add 
another receiver somehow before the season starts. I think Ezekiel Elliott could possibly lead this league in touches uh, easily. So if you have like a, a point per carry league, do whatever you got to do to get yourself some Ezekiel Elliott because who, who's in line for more carries than Ezekiel Elliott with this receiving court Dallas has? One last yeah. thing I want to throw out there. going to eat. Zeke is going to eat a lot of cereal this year. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> Porridge for everyone. Uh, milk spilled everywhere. Yes. Uh, he also put Dak equal sign McNabb. Yeah, I see uh, my, my actual scouting of Dak Prescott. As a matter of fact, I compared him to McNabb. He's got a lot of the happy feet. Uh, he likes to slide back in the pocket. He throws off the back foot a little too much. Um, he has odd inaccuracy at times. Um but he's also, he can also be very clutch. Dak, you put him in that, all right, we need to go score here. Dak will get that done for you. Dak's a, a hell of a football player. But um, I don't know. Dak, there, there, there are some physical things that Carson Wentz did last year that, that not too many people in the league did that can do. And I'll, I'll take Carson Wentz over Dak, um, but I'm not – I'm not saying Dak. Dak's a bad guy. I, I like Dak as a quarterback. I think he's a very good quarterback. Yeah, I like Dak as a quarterback, but he did ruin Des Bryant's career as the fantasy football value by completely inflating his target <laughs> share with completely uncatchable balls all season long over 16 games or whenever Des was in there. Uh, <laughs> is it possible Zeke's going to go for 400 touches this year? He's gonna get close. Who else is gonna touch the ball? Really I think it's gonna be fun to watch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think he does. If that's the case, Zeke's gonna be Zeke's gonna be the number one player in Dynasty. I mean, the number one player in in in. If, if he holds up, yeah, he's. I don't. He's I going don't... at like one hundred and five in redraft in some drafts. Chewy. Let's see. Twenty sixteen, he ended up with. 254 touches and he and he missed six games and, and sorry his first year but yeah yeah 322 rushes 32 receptions yep. yeah 350 what 350 something yeah 354 i think the math we said thank you Gary. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> did that all yeah. in my head <laughs> like oh. Like who uh was that Jerry Jones' son saying Tavon Austin's gonna get twenty touches a game? Oh, I think he God. just got the name wrong. I mean Zeke's gonna get twenty five touches a game. I mean his pace last Easy. year was, was twenty six a game and that's what? well over four hundred. So I mean yep. yeah, I think and that was last year with the I mean, you know, sort of Des Bryant with Jason Witten though, and <laughs> I think that's entirely possible. R.I.P. Dad runner. Yeah. How how uh, yeah. how are things really gonna predict that uh, the wide receiver share. I mean, there's literally no, you have no idea how it's going to work. <laughs> I guess we can move on then. Yeah. <laughs> 1% yeah, Terrence Williams no and 0% everybody else. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, you can project all you want, but they should I trade for like, Corey Coleman. I, I was just about to say, I was going to bring it back. <laughs> Wheels up Corey Coleman. All right. <laughs> seriously. Right. Are you going to give up like a fourth to get him? Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I think this I mean, could yeah. be a team without a top 24 wide receiver for sure. Easily. Oh, I I think Dak is the type of quarterback that could produce one. Um, 
So I'm I I think it could happen for sure, but uh, I also think that they will just feed Zeke, <laughs> and, well, and Dak is just going to spread it around too, and, and do a yeah. lot more with his legs. I mean, I, I don't even mind Dak that much this year, really. Well, you know, the Cowboys have a sports car in the garage that's collecting dust that they're not going to let out anytime soon, uh, and that's the Rico Gathers model. <laughs> <laughs> so the only yeah, thing he was going to gather is targets. I know. I, I don't want to I mean, talk about it, guys. I want to get yeah. sad. I mean, Cole Beasley just uh just sabotaged Ryan Swisher out of town. So can we not can we not get behind the Cole Beasley? Maybe they had, maybe they had a rap battle and Beasley yeah. won, and Swisher had to go. Beasting got, got to go. Got to go. Uh, <laughs> the people want to talk SFB uh, in the chat earlier. I, um, well, obviously, I think Berg. This is your first year in it too, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So I know all three of you guys were in. Uh, Gabe, yeah. Tim, Doug. Where'd you guys finish last year? Do you have any idea? How I made the I made the playoffs, and I think I finished just under the. T- I think I finished in like the two seventy five range, if I remember correctly. Which don't isn't know, too too. Don't bad. know a specific place. Just know I made the playoffs. Made the playoffs. Went to the second round. Um, I actually had a pretty tough regular season schedule. The, the only reason I made the playoffs was I was the highest. Uh, score in my division, um, so I got that that role in. That's how know. I made it in too, Tim. I made it yeah, on just, points. Uh, I was getting beat by just big monster scores. I was running the buzz all week after week, but I was I was competitive. I was putting up big scores myself, um, so I got hit on the points. Um, but yeah, made it made it to the second round. I don't remember my number, but it is. I was just talking to uh, Tim Torch of UTH just the other day about this and. There's nothing like the SFB just because a you're going to get to play in divisions with a bunch of people from sites and TV shows and networks that you you've heard of and you followed and you've read for years and years and you get that little interaction with them. That's that's just a ton of fun. Um, You get to see how you pair up against them. But just to see like just to make the playoffs in that league, you're like, yeah, I, I was good enough to make the playoffs in the SFB like that many people when I made the playoffs, you know. And then you get past the first one. Damn, I might be all right at this. You know, I might, I might know what I'm doing a little bit, just just a little bit. I think so. there's got to be some semblance of. Go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. Uh, I hope I'm in that position this year and not in the complete opposite, where it's like, wow, I suck at this. <laughs> Have you guys seen your division? Who's in your division against you? No idea. Oh. I ch- I briefly checked mine. I know I have uh, Heath Cummings from CBS Sports is in oh. mine. That was one of the that was one of the big names that I recognized when I just br- I just briefly looked at it. Yeah, Bosch Bosch sent a, uh, put a picture uh, of who was in mine, and it was uh I was a little little nervous, to be honest. Um, let me see if I can get that pull back up. A little sneak peek action. I'm checking uh, to see where I uh, where I ended last year. So please hold. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Fact. Uh, so leaderboard. That's all I can find. In the JD yeah. and Turk division, um, Doctor Roto from Scout Fantasy, yeah. uh, Justin McCaslin, the Fantasy Authority. Um, nice. I've got uh, Wispy the Kid from Rotoviz. Uh, Chris Allen, shout out to Dynasty Owners Manual. It's automatic. Um, <laughs> J- Jaron Foster from DLF. Uh, John Lipinski. Also from Rotoviz, Nathan Powell from DLF. Not to mention, uh, also the folks who are the fans in this division, uh, the big homie Joe Pano 
Oh, oh no pain on no gain. Taylor Cannavari. Man, you got you so got like, some bangers. What as, the as crap? Division. Wow, that's a tough. <laughs> division. That is a really tough division, man. Sheesh. Woo. Like heat, a lot of heat. Like I, I, I don't know everyone, but I know names. I'm like, gosh, dang. So yeah, this will be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. So that's the JD and Turk, and I don't know if that's everybody, but it looks like there's some open spots still. So I can't, we'll I can't wait to see the scoring system this year. I think it's, it's out. pretty Somebody similar. It's out. Yeah, it's pretty similar to last year, isn't it? Just um, the the wide receiver and tight end is not separate. And uh, no, I think he decided to se- separate him again. Okay, like he's, he's I saw going that back he's and back forth, and I think he separated yeah. him. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like a mad scientist. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, I mean, it doesn't really matter until <laughs> draft day, so <laughs> you can do whatever 19, he wants. 19 days from now. Yeah. Yes. Gabe, I still mourn for you. You had such a good draft and just like it, it just all went to crap. It was, yeah, it was weird. I, but I mean, like I, that's kind of what were we asking like advice last week or something that <laughs> yeah, they I, were, they were asking advice. Yes. Yeah. We just, you just don't give up, I guess. Cause there's. <laughs> It's going to be players available and um, hope is a strategy, I guess. Hope is a strategy. It really is. No, man. I mean, Andrew Luck, David Johnson, or Zeke. No, I had Zeke, not David Johnson. I had Zeke and Andrew Luck and Carson Palmer. Oh, it hurt. Um, What I can say for sure, a lot of people were taking tight ends, like, and a lot of them early. I don't like that strategy. Even though the tight ends are at a premium, like one is fine, but like I don't think that that's going to help you to get multiple of tight ends. Gross. Yeah, <laughs> it's just overall really is like, yeah, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> unless so you disgusting. hit on one of the guys, unless you hit on one of the guys that's going to be like maybe you hit on like a George Kittle this year that has the upside or an Njoku, like just wait. Just wait on tight end. I mean, I know it's like you said, premium scoring, but how many tight ends out there get more than like four or five receptions a game? Jason Witten just retired. So there's one less one. <laughs> I wouldn't even draft at a tight end if he combined, if he decided to combine them. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I would just go, I would just hammer wide receiver. Yep. But I think I would, that's why I think that's one of the reasons why he separated them. Yeah. We're in those, those eliminators right now. And in like the ninth, 10th, 11th round, which you know, mind you are very deep for uh, 16 or 17 teams and mm-hmm. 16 uh, players on your roster. And like in, in that deep, like, you know, you're scooping up. I, I know this is stupid to say, but <laughs> like, a, I don't know, like a Josh Doxson or a Tyler Lockett, like, yes, we don't care about them anymore, but we did a year or two ago. And could they have a, a top 30, 40 season? where they're being drafted as like a top 70. Yeah. I think that's pretty realistic. So, I mean, sure. it, it's just so deep and it's a best ball and the eliminators base best ball. So like, yeah. And I don't know. I definitely agree on Lockett. I think Lockett has a prime opportunity this year in Seattle. All those targets are gone. He's good. He's good. I, I mean, look at his highlights. <laughs> oh, come on, player. Dave. They signed Brandon Marshall. The Lockett dream is over. <laughs> just lock it up lock it up oh mm. not to be a highlights oh, watcher okay. which i know people hate but so what should we talk about sfb specifically um 
I know Renshaw uh, was saying, hey, wide receivers are super devalued, right? But I know we touched on last week just how basically with them being devalued, how much of a giant value uh, they became for a lot of people in, in drafts. So uh, I think they still will be this year, too. I think mm-hmm. I, like Amari Cooper, for example, like, the, I mean, people were leaving leaving Keenan Allen and DeAndre Hopkins left for dead last year. And then all of a sudden they're both top five guys. DeAndre Hopkins being the number one dude and I, I mean that could that could be Amari that could very well be Mar- Amari Cooper this year I think and there's going to be value in a lot of a lot of places what I've seen in a lot of drafts this year um, as far as it, just how like, I don't know if I've ever seen running backs like like this top heavy before like it's kind of scary like what thinking of like a 12 12 uh, team mock or something. I don't know, like seventh, eighth, ninth round. Like I sort of get disgusted with what type of guys are available there. And it almost forces you into drafting um, these running backs early. So that is something for but, SFB that will be interesting because the whole first down things that it changes things a bit. But um, I think that running backs are going to be taken higher than ever. Uh, and they already were last year. And I think they'll continue to do so. Yeah, I, I definitely see that happening. I mean, this reminds me the the running backs, you know, the kind of not the evolution of the position, but the resurgence of the position reminds me of the good old fantasy days where, you know, the strategy was start off with two running backs, you know, whether it's like Sean Alexander and Priest Holmes or whatever you choose to do back in the right. day. Um, it reminds me a lot of that because there there are so many good running backs. But, you know, one of the things that that people keep forgetting, uh, you know, I think in a lot of drafts that I'm going to do, especially in redraft and maybe even Scott fishbowl is kind of zig when other people are zagging. Like I don't mind going zero RB strategy whatsoever. And I know wide receivers are devalued, but if I can get Antonio Brown in like the second round and that could legit happen, like I'd gladly take Antonio Brown there as opposed to a Kareem hunt or a Dalvin cook. Um, because you know, you know, the safety of Antonio Brown where the running back, the running back position, there's still a lot of injuries, and wide receivers typically don't get hurt as much. And I know that wide receiver positions, the wide receiver yardage and touchdowns were down last year, but I don't think that's going to be a trend. I think that's going to the ship's going to ride a little bit. They're this, still this passing more than ever in, in the NFL. Yeah, that, that number is still climbing. So yep. maybe what about uh, a Michael Thomas? Thomas? That's I mean that's another like I mean. Michael Thomas has been a perennial, you know, top 10, top 12 kind of guy. So that, that, that's more of a safe pick and, and really has the upside of a top five type of and I think, dude. And I Monte think Adams, I mean, sky's the limit, really. Yeah, I think New Orleans is going to throw the football more this year, too. So I, I like Michael Thomas, especially where you can get him in a in a format like SFB. Yep. Ren, Renshaw has the sixth overall pick, which I I mean, he's got all the inside news. I had no idea that Damn. even they're, they're bringing out. out draft order. I, I mean, apparently Renshaw says he's picking six. So what should he do? He, I do remember. Like, I do remember last year that like that was just kind of a setup for your order, not necessarily the actual setup. So that when might was, change. When he was tweeting out the photos of the divisions, he said more than likely the draft position won't change. Oh, okay. Okay. I gotta. He, I gotta look deeper into this, guys. I'm out right. of loop. <laughs> yeah. When is when is SMB and what is it? Mm. <laughs> Why am I in there? Uh, he, he said that uh, Renshaw says that he's leaning Rogers at six. A. A. Ron. 
Aaron Rodgers. I took Rodgers in the first round last year, and then I took Gur- I I got Gurley in the third. I think. Which won't was be nice. do- won't be doing that again. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Lightning's not going to strike twice on that one, boys. <laughs> well, wrong because Kenneth Dixon will be available oh in. The- uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say Joe Mixon? Is that what I heard? <laughs> Joe Mixon? I think that's what I heard. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, for for those that may not know, I mean, we are your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. So chances are, you know. But for those that don't know, the Scott Fish Bowl basic rules: nine hundred teams, Woo. which is just categorically My insane. Handy. Yeah. Uh, seventy-five league divisions of twelve teams, twenty-two rounds. Uh, we start eleven total players, one quarterback, two running backs three wide receivers, one tight end, and uh, three flex spots, one super flex spot, if you will. Um, no no kickers, no defenses, uh, no trading. So uh, it gets pretty – I'm guessing it's going to be pretty grisly. You just got you to gotta, you gotta make it count. There are waivers, though. There yeah, are no, waivers, yes. The draft matters, but total waivers, man. I'm, yeah. That's how Gabe stayed alive last year. Stayed alive last year. Yes. Yep. Okay. Go and, go and scoop up your. your uh, I, got, I got Bob Woods on waivers last year. Bobby. Solid pickup. Half yeah, it, it definitely helped because Sammy Watkins wasn't doing shit. <laughs> Bob. Which is Woods. not to say that he will not kill it this year. Come oh, on, he's going to he's gonna absolutely pop off this year. Book it. Let's go. Let's go, Sammy. Make Papa proud. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Nice. And uh, any uh, other chat topics there, Jim? Out, out of bullets, One my brother. Here with SFB, that uh, was kind of making me think when um, Renshaw was going uh, six overall with with uh, Rogers. You can compare ADP with previous years with um, um, Addison. Addison Hayes is is selling that right on uh, FF, FF statistics. statistics. So. And it's like a dollar to get all of the previous ADP and all Scott Fish Man, that's I mean, just that's just too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I can't, I can't flip that, man. I just, I just put it in a pool, dude. I can't spend a buck. <laughs> so this is where you draw the line. <laughs> this is where I draw the line. I can't, I can't do it. Sorry, kids. Can't do it. <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding, of course. A dollar is phenomenal for ADP information out there and in the and it's going to be very i mean especially that it's it changes every year but it's going to be very similar to that of last year so i think like if any year is going to be useful for you know adp history it's going to be this year because it's so similar to last year agree there it is I got a, a player's name I would love to start a little uh, roundtable discussion on and it's been mentioned before but uh, Jets wide receiver Robbie Anderson. Uh, what, what, what? Oh, we got a vomit noise. That's not a good song. I think that was like the beginning of that Rush Hour song. I thought it was the beginning of, uh, oh, of the cop, the cop Steve where it goes, huh, bad boys, what you want, what you want, what you want. <laughs> siren noise from Robbie Anderson. <laughs> when the um, down, down come for you, <laughs> I mean, he was a guy that flashed last year and had a lot of big games. 
And it seems like all of his personal stuff that kind of drove him out of any sort of discussion and probably produced a vomit noise uh, is kind of blowing over. Uh, Darnold is uh, obviously the future in, in New York. Who knows how that's going to turn out, but seemingly positive. Um, to me, he's a guy that I feel like is kind of flying under the radar who could be like pretty good next year. I also think you can lump in Isaiah Crowell on the same team for a guy that's uh, a value right now. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Sorry not to steal your thunder, Dave, but. No, no, I agree. I, I mean, I. When and Crowell I hated signed Crowell that, last like... year. I hated Crowell last year. But now I'm kind of like, hmm, I don't mind him at his ADP. Yeah, especially in redraft, he's probably going to be in like 11th or 12th round. I'm Perfect. If you're going, if you're going zero RB in redraft, I want all the Isaiah Crowell <laughs> late later in a draft. Like that's just yeah, that's a smooth move. I'd, Crowell's going in, in the eighth. I'll take it. Of uh, dynasty. No redraft fantasy football oh. calculator. Um. So I'd just be worried about um. A noon one coming back and yep. signing a Terrell Pryor, really. I mean, the, I mean, I, Rob. I don't know if Robbie Anderson is like we talking about sort of, Terrell Pryor. We talking yes. about Terrell Pryor. Yes, but about I mean, compared to, compared to Robbie Anderson, yes. I, if we're talking compared to like Jamison Crowder and uh, um, Josh Doxson, like I, I think that is a different argument. A lot of people were hype on uh, Pryor last year, and it. It turned out no wide receiver was yeah, relevant. He, in that he, made a one, he made a one-handed catch in the end zone on a third-string cornerback in 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 uh, training camp, and everyone was freaking jizzing all over the place. Like, oh my god, Jamal Pryor, the goat! You got you to see that first week. Redskins tried like three times to hit him deep, and then they're like, "This ain't gonna work." So they don't, he, he, ended they going, he ended up going in the third round in like redraft leagues last year. Oh gosh, never on Stupid. that. One and done. Oh yeah, but, I didn't know him anyway. I I still think that I think that's another team that will not produce a top twenty-four wide receiver. So the I'm Jets? just yes, I I just don't think that that's going to be yeah. of any interest. And if anything, they're going to produce like two top forty guys, like, and they might be Anderson and like a noon Jordan Leggett, who, <laughs> or uh, uh, Elliot's boy, um. Whatever his name was, Ardarius. Ardarius, yeah. Ardarius. Ardarius. Yes. Oh, Chad Hanford. Quincy Anunwa was going in the fourteenth. I love Quincy Anunwa. <laughs> yeah, I, I. That's that's who I'd be scooping. Right. Anunua so yeah. So Robbie Anderson in the seventh or Quincy Anunwa in the fourteenth? I'll take. That's Christ. not a question. Right. That's not. That's not because you're, you're talking of like which of those two guys do you project to? <laughs> Like I said, like not a top twenty-four season, in my opinion. I don't think the Jets can do it. Maybe one, maybe. And which of those guys could do it? Either of them, really. Who's give, give me the cheaper Anuma. guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so Dave, I don't think you said how you how you were feeling about him. I, um... I'm sorry. In a twelve-teamer, Robbie's going in the ninth, and Anun was not even listed. In a fourteen-teamer. Uh, Robbie in the seventh and a new one in the. Fifth. I don't know. I I, I probably wouldn't want to. I don't know. Not, the ninth sounds okay to me from Robbie Anderson. I don't know. I like the positive inertia. A guy who likes has been on the field and made plays and scored touchdowns, versus a guy who sat all out all last year. Um, I don't know. I I don't think it's like a, a ninth round is like some astronomical price. 
but I agree that the the value play is probably a Nunwa because he could very much usurp him. There's always that risk, but I don't know. I like Robbie Anderson. The more I think about it, uh, the um, you know, the more I like him. You're right. The price is you know actually not that expensive. I mean, he's like yeah, a top a sixty guy for wide receiver. Like that's pretty cheap but and he could be a top 30 guy i mean i think that's a ceiling yeah no yeah that's realistic mm-hmm. sweet but yeah <laughs> what about I, we have another guy whose name i would love to talk about that we mentioned before was kalen balage oh now we're talking yeah <laughs> let's, let's talk about he's gonna take over the starting running back job by week seven what if uh, this is my hottest of all takes? But what if he's the poor man's Alvin Kamara this year? Yes, I love it. Yes, I've I've, I've gotten Kalen Balage in a, in a bunch of drafts, relatively late in in rookie drafts, just because of a how deep the front end of the rookie class is, and people were just like, eh, Kalen Balage, eh, no, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, you can get him in mid second round, late second round in some drafts, and he has that upside. Of being, you know, this year's Kamara esque player, like Kamara so, Light. Yeah. yeah. So I t- I tweeted out the week of Thanksgiving last year. It was a what if the Philadelphia Eagles draft Kalen Balaj and pair him with Jay Ajayi, and the Eagles have the new Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. Obviously, he didn't get picked by the Eagles, but he went to Miami, and I agree, the athleticism's there. The usage in college was weird, kind of like Kamara was. I totally agree with that. And his hands and route running are pristine. Now, obviously, having Drew Brees versus Ryan Tannehill might be a bit of a problem. Um, and, and the offensive line isn't as good in Miami. But I think from a, a skill set, Balage could be could pay off huge dividends on your dynasty teams. And he could be even he could even be relevant in redraft leagues as a guy that you pick up off on waivers this year if Kenyon Drake gets hurt. Who's He's not, you know, not the healthiest dude, although he, he did look really good last year. Kenny and Drake, I'll give him that. And, you know, Frank Gore, the fantasy cockroach is behind him. Is he really going to be anything? So I think Balage, um, you know, the toughest thing about Miami is trying to gauge when Adam Gase talks about his players because he just blows smoke up everyone's everybody's, asses everybody's about everybody. So to me, I want to see, I want to watch Balage really closely in training camp and the preseason because that's going to give me an idea of how they use him on the field. And I want to see him against NFL talent um, because it is puzzling why they didn't use him the, uh, more at ASU because he was clearly their, well, their second best player on offense after uh, Keneal Harry. But yeah, Balage to me, I think that's perfect. You know, I always kind of comped him to Kamara as his ceiling. He may never get there, but you know what? I've bought into it. So I own him in a bunch of spots and you know what? Let's do this. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> I see. I love mean, it. though I agree with the Balage love, I, I'm not exactly on board with like I would. I would um, unless you were. I don't know. I would almost flip it as to like Balage is the Ingram and Drake is the Kamara type of scenario. Where, I'm just saying from the the pass catching chops of Balage. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Kamara is a, a very good pass catcher, and so is Balage. So and that, that's that, where most of his touches came from with Kamara. I mean, that he oh, was yeah. most efficient in the passing game, and you know, yeah. And the rushing game too, I suppose, because he, whatever is six point whatever yards per carry, I don't know, but uh, don't care. I I think I I I, I guess I just saw Balaj as more of a grind uh, as a grinder. No, he's definitely not yeah, a grinder. Yeah. His 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 vision in between the tackles needs improvement. 
But if you can get him outside and get him into space, he's going to be a problem. I agree. <laughs> cool. I mean, I, I just think uh, the, uh, the, uh, in terms of – I feel like Drake's – you know, he's got the the first crack at that job. Uh, sure. And he's probably going to be the early down back. Um, I think, uh, you know, uh, Kamara wasn't so hot out of the gate. Uh, and then eventually, well, you know, did what he did. They traded Adrian Peterson, and that was kind of yeah, the opening uh, they needed. Yeah. Yeah. So Balage might not make it on the field right away because he has Drake and Gore in front of him. But you know, as a guy, as someone who's deep on a roster who could break out and have a lot of relevancy, I, I feel like Balage sort of fits that bill. I agree. Mm-hmm. I just threw out in the chat um, if there was anything else folks wanted to talk or wanted us to talk about before we log out and hopefully someone says Rex Burkhead because I always love to talk about Rex Burkhead. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but I got crickets except for Dwight Peoples made it in better late than never what up Dwight people's uh, champ people's champ in the building um, yeah I think that's it I think that's it good talk Okay. Good stuff. I, I want to say uh, thanks, guys, uh, for having me on. Uh, I've been um, trying to come back. I think I was on like the first one with Doug, oddly, way back when. Um, yeah, so I, I, think, I think you might be right. <laughs> Our cycles are lining up. Exactly. <laughs> Flow app. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh-huh. It started with a bad weekend. Uh, start and end like this. Very good. Okay. <laughs> Proud of you too. Uh, <laughs> I should probably promote my show, United Shades America, Sundays, CNN, PM. Check it out. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So if if you guys really thought we winning. were we were joking when we said uh, an Emmy award winning producer, uh, that's totally uh, a fact. <laughs> no, not <laughs> actually <laughs> real. <laughs> the night he took the night he received it. He sent us the picture in the league chat. Like it was cool. <laughs> it was really cool. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, it was. So, yeah. Uh, it was a great night. Yeah. United Shades, the Indian Hollow. That is awesome. Share my uh, exuberance around. It was also the night before um, week one Sunday. So oh, that was even the better part of it. Hell of a weekend, man. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Man. You know, it's funny, though. I did. I, I hate to admit this, but I did kind of um, black out, and I woke up in a panic, uh, wondering if my, my statue made it back. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Where's my statue? And did I set my lineups? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah seriously. I, I, I forget about my Emmy statue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know where I put nope. it. I gotta go. <laughs> that would be something new, though, to fucking lose it. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, no, Berg's my dude. Uh, Berg, yes, incredibly happy to have you on, man. Thanks, thanks for coming. Oh, thanks yeah, for coming thanks, through. guys. Uh, <laughs> the the dynamic duo. Oh, I'm sorry, Gabe. I'm taking your job. Go ahead. Sorry. I think you're doing great. Nope. Okay, Doug Eddie, Eddie Doug. <laughs> Jack. Yeah. This, th- yes, I am Jacqueline. Try to Eddie tonight. Jack. So, okay. Yeah, Jack Eddie. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I love coming on the open bar and, and just chatting it up with you guys and, and giving some some lukewarm and some hot takes that I truly believe in. I don't say stuff just to say it. I'm not that type of guy. So this is stuff I actually believe in. 
Uh, and you know, it might be a little bit different than other people, but Hey, that's part of the fun because Hey, if there was, if there was anybody that knew anything in fantasy football, we wouldn't be talking about it. So that's the way I look at it. Uh, but you can find me on the dynasty happy hour with my co-host Tim and then Tyler, who's up North with the family. So shout out to Tyler. You know, he's, he's having a father's day weekend, getting away for a little bit from his job. So he's relaxing, which is always cool. Uh, so you can find me on dynasty happy hour. You can also find me as the host of trophy time with my boy, Josh Trotta. So we're coming out with a new episode this week too. And I write on tffgurus.com and I can't wait for Scott Fishbowl to kick off. It's going to be absolutely lit this year. So I am coming for the ship, Dan Sano. Let's go. I'm going to win the whole thing. <laughs> that is the only person you're targeting. <laughs> Just the guy that won it last year. That's that's the pinnacle. I'm going to climb it. So, uh, Doug, you you last show, you came off with the, the Tom Brady take as your hot take. What is... What is your parting hot take for today? Jeez, I don't have anything prepared. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh, here's one. I'm gonna go with one of my guys because I gravitate towards my guys, and once you're in the the inner circle of my guys, you don't ever leave. And <laughs> sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing. It's paid off more than it hasn't so far. So I'm gonna tell you that Aaron Jones is gonna be an RB one this year. Ooh, oh, daddy. I believe in Aaron Jones, and I think he's going to be an RB1. I think he's going to beat out Ty Montgomery and Jamal Williams. He's bulked up in the offseason. He is the dude. He's the most athletic guy on that team, and I think Aaron Jones is uh, is going to be an RB1 this year because every year, look how many RB1s that finished last year that we totally didn't expect. There's going to be guys that come out of nowhere and finish as RB1s, and I'm putting my money on the Aaron Jones. Let's do it. Let's go. Thank you, Doug. I You're appreciate welcome. the take. Hey, <laughs> Tim, I'm completely with Doug there, by the way. Doug yes. and I share a brain on Aaron, uh, on Aaron Jones. Wow. I love that kid. I think he's electric. And I know there's a lot of people out there on the Williams side, on the Williams wagon. It's, it's Jones all the way for me. I got him. I'm, I'm just, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that. Like, ah, I told you so. <laughs> That's what I want. I want that. I told you so. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, guys, I want to say uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, you can also hear me on the Dynasty Happy Hour podcast. Uh, this has been a blast, though. Uh, we are uh, a slightly more structured on the Dynasty Happy Hour. <laughs> so just to kind of have like an open forum, throw ideas out there, have somebody else throw an idea and just kind of ran on it a little bit was a lot of fun. Um, I've sat in and watched a few of these, especially early on. Um, I was watching a lot of these. You guys, You guys do a great job. And uh, happy to see you guys keep going with this. Um, and to throw a hot take out here, I'll throw one out for for everybody. Is um, I said I think I said this on Dynasty Happy Hour a week or two ago. Is uh, Joe Flacco? He is going late, 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 late in drafts, and for good reason. But every time Joe Flacco gets his back pushed up against the wall, he comes out swinging. Anytime that man's in a contract year, he makes the playoffs. Joe Flacco plays his best football. The Ravens just drafted Joe Flacco's replacement. Joe Flacco knows win, lose, or draw. He's out of Baltimore next year. Joe Flacco is going to put up numbers this year and get himself another nice paycheck before he's done playing football. I think Joe Flacco can get you. He's not going to be a QB1, but for as late as you're going to draft uh, Joe Flacco, you're going to get value out of him, getting him way late in drafts. Come on, give us a number, Tim. A number? Yeah. Well, the QB. Uh, what? I'll say, I'll say Joe Flacco is a high QB too. So I'll put him at QB. 
I guess I'm going hot. I'll say QB 14. Love it. I was going to say 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Top 15. If I'm going to, if I'm going to call it a hot take, I'll make it a hot take. So QB 14. Face melter. Oh gosh. Yeah. Love it. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, he's not even on like ADP at all. So they revamped that receiving board. Uh, <laughs> they got your boy Dixon healthy. He's going to come out, catch the ball out of the backfield. And run the ball out of the back. And I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm. I, I. I like Dixon too. I ain't nearly as in line with you as I am with you know Doug and the Aaron Jones take. But I, I do have uh, quite a few Dixon shares that I would like to see pay off. That's exactly how I feel. And then I have Dixon shares that I want to pay off. <laughs> Just give me some. Duly, you too. I got you in one or two spots still. Yeah, I just didn't trade you for anything, and I can't get nothing. Gabe, Gabe's got yeah. Dixon in his purse. Oh. <laughs> Hello. Uh, uh, okay. Bring, I'm bringing it full circle again. <laughs> no, all right, fine. <laughs> I, I'm with you'll you. Be, you'll be hearing from uh, Giselle's. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She'll call me and be like, "Dog, did you say something <laughs> about Dixon in a purse?" <laughs> With her man voice, get out of here! Slander! With oh my god! Oh. <laughs> get out of here with that! We better end this podcast before Doug says something he really. Can't if you went down, if you went down to Brazil and Giselle was walking on the street with all the beautiful Brazilian women, you wouldn't even look twice at her. Jay, Mike. <laughs> Truth hurts, man. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. Oh uh, man, that's good. Doug's <laughs> uh, a Hannah Jeter truther. Uh, oh man, I, I can't. There's no coming back. I'm I'm gone. I'm done. Um, <laughs> for <laughs> everyone who's been rocking with us in the on YouTube Live uh, as well as in podcast form, man, thank you so much. We are incredibly, incredibly appreciative. Uh, of your support, of your fun that you get to kick with us, and and we always encourage you guys to pop the top with us to press play, because uh, because we we come in here and we don't take ourselves too seriously. So thank you to our guests, uh, thank you uh, to everyone who's listening to this in, in in whatever version it is. Again, you can find uh, me on Twitter at jmic check at jmike check. Uh, you'll find the show's handle at the open bar fp as in fake pigskin. Uh, and again, you can check catch us on uh, Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, uh, you name it, we're there. Uh, and again, uh, come holler at us and please leave a rate and, and, and review for us and subscribe if you haven't. Share it with a friend. Uh, and I think uh, that's as much of a sales job that I can do uh, to this point. Uh, <laughs> last thing I do want to throw out real fast, um, my hot take, not that anyone cares, but uh, I'm buying the... Well, two things. I'm I'm definitely buying the John. I'm on the John Ross train. Um, John John Ross, top twenty five. Plenty of seats. Ross. Top twenty five. I'm calling it right now. Top um, receiver. Yes. Yes. Ross. Yes. That is fucking scorching. Scorching. So, yes. Uh, a AJ Green also like or what? What yes. happens? Yes. I, it, well, here's the thing. It'll be one of those weird things where John Ross's catch percentage is like garbage. He catches a bunch of random touchdowns with just long plays, so the consistency he's, won't so be he's there. Will Fuller, right? Bingo, bingo, exactly. There you so, go. so, so that's what I see. Um, but, but the one that I really think will actually happen, legitimately, 
uh, <laughs> I'm buying the Atlanta revival. So I'm I'm buying all. Uh, so Matt Ryan, Devonta Freeman, Julio Jones, all top ten at the positions next season. Wheels up. I can dig that. Yeah, Austin I'm Hooper's kinda... still at tight end too. Sads. <laughs> yeah, no love for Austin. <laughs> I like that. I d- I don't mind the Falcons one. That John Ross one is uh, that's crazy. I'm breaking a bit of a sweat. I'm going to go jump in the pool after this. Oh, shut up, Doug. You just wanted to say it again. (laughs) I hope your blue shorts fall off. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's dark out. I'm just going to go naked. YOLO. Let's go. I got to show off this body, bro. Thank you. you. Okay. You you do you, pimp. Do you. Hell yeah. Um, We are coming up on summer solstice, so... Um, get your get your summer solstice body on. Facts. Is that a new is that a new Sam Adams drink? Uh, yes. Summer sol- <laughs> or a wrestling pay per view? <laughs> summer solstice. Oh my god, that's like a that's a new John Cena <laughs> at summer solstice. <laughs> Takes on Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship at Summer Solstice. <laughs> and the thing is, is that it ends up just being like a yoga, <laughs> a yoga <laughs> retreat, and he's just teaching everyone yoga. Uh, Summer Slam versus Summer Sol- Solstice. Who you got? Um, all right, we've gone way too far. Um, <laughs> I don't even have a hot take. Um, hot take, I'm going to win SFB 8. So there it is. Um, no, you ain't. I know. But I just wanted to segue <laughs> into um, just so how fucking up, cool it is that there is over $20,000 in the bank for SFB 8 this year. That is awesome. just that is fantastic. absolutely incredible. And it just happens year after year. And um, excited to be a part of it. Excited to know all these good people. Um, whether it's you three on the show, you know, four with my homie Jay Mike um, on this show, and everyone else on Twitter. I've I've enjoyed getting to know every each and every one of you out there, and just it just it just brings me joy to see that. So excited for SFB eight. Excited what it's for, and um, ready to draft for it, Scott. So you know, hurry. Oh. Hurry TF up. Um, all right. I am the FF man bun guy. Uh, th- that's the brand. Um, you can find me on Twitter. What else? We're fakes pigskin. We've, we've, they've got a subscription service for all fantasy things. Go do that. $5. Okay. Hey Mike, what? Go do it. You like you said. I know. Like, what else are you gonna do, Jay Mike? You can you're gonna, do it. You're gonna, you're gonna go like cut his you know, head Pay five dollars to go get into the your local public pool. Like, no, just go to Doug Eddie's house instead. Uh, Save that five dollars. Okay? You can get in for free. For free. 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 Okay. Hey yo, I got these two cheeseburgers, Doug. <laughs> Anybody want a cheeseburger? <laughs> 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 all right i'm done i'm sorry that was good um might use that bit for a ringtone um that was amazing okay um thrive fantasy that we are partnered with them a little bit that we do prop dfs scoring there that's fun way more fun than you know betting on alvin kamara to have a five catch for 
200 yard game because that's super efficient and happens all the time go bet props instead and say that he'll get over 50 yards receiving that makes sense um sort of in a way uh j mike do we have a show next week uh it's currently scheduled uh no wide open so all right it's it's a flip of the coin perhaps i think it is because j mike we have to talk Uh oh yeah, well, this it's, is, been, it's been real, guys. I yeah, appreciate so you. So this uh, this is the uh, finale of um, the open <laughs> bar as far as um, spring goes, because summer solstice is uh, two days away. So turn up, um, turn up, turn up, turn up. Hey. Featuring Brock Lesnar versus Braun <laughs> <laughs> Strowman again for the seventh time. Brock Lesnar never drops the title. Boring. My God, Michael, RKO out of nowhere. Oh, Brock. my. Okay, hot take. Brock Lesnar is an RB1 this year. <laughs> he couldn't even make the Viking squad. Mm, Whatever. Facts. Poor guy. Facts. Rock Thomas. The bad Vikings back Rock with that. Ooh, Rock Thomas. Uh, the Rock Lobster. Okay. We, we just said Rock Thomas. I think it's time to go. Um, <laughs> thank you all for joining us. You fellas, this was absolutely Rock fantastic. Cartwright. Rock Cartwright. We might see you next week. We might see you two weeks from now. We might see you in like August. I have no idea. We might see you um, in July when I'm actually in Gabe's neck of the woods. Hey. Hey. Oh, yeah. Well, I forgot. You're going to be at uh, Yeah. Whenever. Don't disappoint people. Yeah, I know. Like, I know it. I'm sorry. All right. Cheers to my fellas. This was a blast. We will see you all at another time. And deuces.